Hello everyone, and welcome to the February 25th edition of WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm David Jimenez with Floyd, Skarin and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Okay, let's get started with our litigation report. A Glendale police officer has filed a lawsuit against the city and the police department. He claims he was the victim of repeated retaliation after reporting work-related health violations. Officer John Schmidt alleges that he was exposed to blood-borne pathogens while on duty. He reported the 2011 incident to the city and the police department, claiming that he believed they failed to comply with Cal OSHA regulations. The lawsuit says that this was a serious threat to the officer's health and safety. The city attorney denied the allegations. Schmidt alleges that he was subjected to an unwarranted internal affairs investigation in retaliation for making this claim. He also claims that he was denied or discouraged from applying from certain job positions and a chance to attend SWAT school. Schmidt also alleges that he was deprived of overtime pay, subjected to an unwarranted evaluation, and denied merit pay. Schmidt is seeking a judgment for the anguish he suffered, health care expenses, and loss of wages, and attorney fees. And now for a fraud report. A San Leandro medical center has been shut down and one of its doctors is facing criminal charges. Authorities investigated the as soon as possible medical clinic for two years. The facility employed Dr. Sultan Said Hamid as well as acupuncturists and chiropractors. It primarily handled worker compensation and automobile accident patients. Authorities have closed the center at 1460 150th Avenue as well as its other clinics in Hayward, Vacaville and Fairfield. Officials also filed a criminal complaint against Hamid. He was accused of fraud, insurance fraud, perjury, filing false documents, and conspiracy to dispense prescription drugs and controlled substances by non-authorized personnel. Hamid's attorney said his 75-year-old client is making arrangements to pay $100,000 bail. He had not seen all the evidence yet, but felt the case was not a criminal matter and is something for a medical board to investigate. The case centers on undercover officers going into the clinics and posing as patients. Authorities also filed a civil complaint against the clinic and its co-owner, Thomas Van Voris. Van Voris set up the corporation in 2004 as a 49% owner and Hamid as a 51% owner. Authorities said that in reality Van Voris was the majority owner and that violates California law requiring a medical professional to be the medical facility primary owner. Van Voris has agreed to pay $450,000 in penalties, costs, and restitution. He will also be prohibited from owning this type of facility in the future. The owners of a restaurant in San Marcos have been charged with felony counts of workers' compensation fraud and forgery. Charges filed in San Diego allege that Rhythm City Grill owners, John Fletcher Johnson, and Annette Lucille Thomas each committed two felony counts of forgery of a workers' compensation insurance policy and a misdemeanor charge of conducting business without workers' compensation insurance. Johnson was also charged with an additional felony for submitting a false document to a government agency. An investigation began after receiving an anonymous tip that the restaurant did not have insurance as required by law. Following a visit to the restaurant, authorities issued a civil citation with penalties totaling $18,000 for failing to insure their 12 employees. A follow-up investigation 
and inspection resulted in another notice of labor law violation after the owners claimed to have coverage but did not produce the documentation. Authorities claimed Johnson prepared a false paper and with Thomas forged an insurance certificate showing insurance that they did not have. If convicted, Johnson and Thomas face up to 16 years in prison. Prosecutors say the owner of a San Mateo Pest and Janitorial Services company underreported more than $10 million of payroll to avoid paying more than $2 million in workers' compensation insurance. 34-year-old Teresa Reef was sentenced to a year in jail and ordered to repay the money. She faced up to 17 years in prison after pleading no contest to 18 counts of fraud. Reef must repay about $1,600,000 to the State Compensation Insurance Fund and about $400,000 to Berkshire Hathaway. Reef has operated the business with her brother since 2003 as a fourth generation offshoot of the family business. The CDI claims Reef misrepresented both the number of employees and its payrolls. Her company allegedly employed more than 140 employees, but Reef reported less than half the staff and gave auditors fraudulent paperwork to support the false monthly reports. Everyone gets thirsty. And in medical news, medical societies have identified at least 135 unnecessary medical tests. Many have been used for decades. Physicians now say these procedures are almost always unnecessary and often harmful. And doctors and patients should therefore avoid or at least seriously question using them. The list was released by the professional societies of 17 medical specialties ranging from neurology and ophthalmology to thoracic surgery. This is part of a campaign called Choosing Wisely, organized by the American Board of Internal Medicine's Foundation. Physicians say that there are a lot of tests that are done frequently that do not contribute to good health and may even be harmful. If their advice is followed, it would save billions of dollars a year in wasteful spending. One large medical group calculated that following the choosing wisely advice on just superfluous EKGs and bone density scans would reduce its billings by $1 million a year. The targeted procedures range from the common to the esoteric, and anyone who has ever had surgery, while in generally good health, can sympathize with the recommendation against multiple pre-op tests. Ophthalmologists now advise against EKGs and blood glucose measurements before eye surgery, except for patients with heart disease or diabetes. Physicians recommend against many procedures patients have come to expect, including imaging for low back pain unless it has lasted more than six weeks, and any cardiac screening, including EKGs, in patients without heart symptoms. The widely used DEXA x-ray screening for osteoporosis landed in rheumatologist crosshairs. It should not be done more than once every two years. If doctors adopt the recommendations of their specialty, doctor visits for some chronic diseases would be very different. Patients with recurrent headaches would not get EEGs since they do not improve outcomes, and rheumatologists would not use MRIs to monitor joints in patients with rheumatoid arthritis. A clinical assessment is just as good. Many business groups have signed on to choosing wisely, hoping it will reduce soaring health care costs. 
The National Insurance Council on Health, with 7,000 employee members, and the National Business Group on Health, representing Fortune 500 companies and other large employers, are distributing educational material about this program to their members. Two new studies from Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis suggest ways to improve surgical treatment for debilitating condition caused by compressed nerves in the neck and shoulder. The condition known as neurogenic thoracic outlet syndrome causes pain, numbness, or tingling in the shoulder, arm, or hand, and is perhaps best known for affecting baseball pitchers and other elite athletes. Patients often describe pain and tension in the neck and upper back, numbness and tingling in the fingers, headaches and perceived muscle weakness in the affected limb. Treatment begins with physical therapy and sometimes medication such as anti-inflammatory drugs and muscle relaxants. When these treatments fail to improve symptoms and there is substantial disability in the use of the affected upper extremity, surgery can help relieve pressure on the nerves often by removing the first rib and other structures throughout to be thought to be causing the compression. But new studies showed that certain patients may do just as well with a minimally invasive procedure done on an outpatient basis. The traditional pr procedure has an average five-day hospital stay. The ideal candidate for the minimally invasive procedure would be a patient with characteristic and debilitating symptoms, no response to physical therapy, and clinical exam findings that were completely localized to the pectoralis minor tendon. The trick is to properly identify these patients using the experience of the physician and old-fashioned diagnosis by physical exam. Experts say an $87,500 bill for a 20-minute knee procedure is just an extreme example of high amounts that insurers are billed by out-of-network surgery centers. And insurers are starting to fight back. A Southern California surgery center charged the Long Beach Unified School District teacher $87,500 for a routine 20-minute knee operation that normally costs about $3,000. Despite the huge markup, the school district and its insurers, Blue Shield of California, paid virtually the entire bill from advanced surgical partners in Costa Mesa. Blue Shield mailed the $84,800 check to the high school Spanish teacher last month and told her to sign it over to the surgery center. This case points to a growing battle nationwide over billing by outpatient surgery centers. Industry experts say some of these surgery centers seek out well-insured patients, sometimes by waiving their copays and deductibles, and then bill their insurers exorbitant amounts for out-of-network care. Critics say insurers pay these large sums and then cite high medical bills for why insurance premiums keep rising for businesses and consumers. Blue Shield defended its $84,800 payment as proper. But Advanced Surgical Partners, through its lawyer, agreed that the bill was excessive. Amid the scrutiny of Los Angeles Times investigation, the two sides agreed to a lower amount. Henry Fenton, an attorney for the surgery center, said this bill was excessive and not correct and said the center will be more careful in the future. Blue Shield said its typical rate for this arthroscopic knee procedure in Southern California is about $3,000 among in-network providers. This surgery center is charging 30 times the average. Nationwide, some insurers have begun to challenge these bills from outpatient centers. Last year, a unit of insurance giant, giant Aetna Incorporated sued several surgery centers in Northern California and accused them of overbilling the insurer more than $20 million. Aetna has pursued similar actions against providers in New Jersey and Texas.
Other insurers, such as United Health Group, have filed similar suits in California. In one instance, Aetna said, a California surgery center charged nearly $74,000 for a kidney stone procedure when the average in-network charge was about $8,000. Doctors and surgery centers say the criticism is unjustified. Surgery centers say they have helped reduce healthcare costs by offering convenient care at a fraction of what hospitals charge for colonoscopies, cataract surgeries, and other outpatient procedures. According to the Ambulatory Surgery Center Association, these facilities now handle up to 40% of all outpatient surgeries. And in other news, taking umbrage at Texas Governor Rick Perry's campaign to lure California businesses, the Sacramento Bee swiped at Texas in an editorial stating that among its shortcomings, Texas is last in workers' compensation coverage. The radio ad by the Texas governor said that I have a message for California businesses. Come check out Texas. And a Sacramento Bee editorial responded by saying, yes, come check out Texas, a state that was last on a number of issues, including workers' compensation benefits. And fact checkers soon joined the battle. The basis for the report's ranking on workers' compensation coverage was 2006 data on the percentage of workers covered in each state. And herein lies an important anomaly. Texas is the only state that does not require all employers to obtain workers' compensation coverage. Experts agreed this is the reason why Texas consistently ranks last and well behind other states in the proportion of workers' compensation people covered. While Texas had 78.6% of workers covered, no other state had less than 94.9% covered. 13 states, including California, had 100% covered. Well, that's all our news and events for this week. Please check out our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using our iPhone, iPad, or iPod by searching for Work Comp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm David Jimenez, a partner with Floyd, Scarin, and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today, and please drop by again next week for more news. Stay classy, Los Angeles.